Terrible of a weatherman Gary is. Well, you see, Gary, he's not a great weatherman because <laughs> he doesn't know the weather. Although wow. that sort of puts him on par with most others. Oh no, sick Th- burn. That's good. <laughs> Hudson got all weather. People. He did. I mean, honestly, I haven't seen many bearded weathermen. I think it would be cool to see that. That it would be very different. He. That's a all valid right. point. I mean, are there any bearded weathermen? I mean, you think I would. You would think I would know, and I, none of our local people are. Is right? that against the rules? I wouldn't think so, but here's a question. Are there any bearded anchor people? Mm, it could be a policy. Reporters. Like, can you think of any? Maybe it's just standard. Like, standard protocol? No yeah. beards? But, like, Creates also, shadows. you would think the Weather Channel, they get away with it. And every now and then, um, oh, what's the, the guy's name from the Weather Channel? Oh, yeah, because I know it because I want Jim oh, Cantori. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes he gets a 5 o'clock shadow. You know who Jim Cantori is. I don't Cantore know who is. that is. That's unbelievable. You know. Nobody oh, else watches the Weather Channel. He's the guy that it's <laughs> You tell like me when, not even to go to the Weather Channel. Well, I don't channel. watch the Weather Channel, but Jim Cantori is, like, legit. He's not the whole Weather Channel. But oh, he's, but he's legit. Yeah, I can watch. And he him. shows up whenever there's like going to be like action. Uh-huh. So it's like when Jim Cantore's in town, it's like, oh no, it's it's going serious. Down. Yeah, there's going to be something major. He was in Boone a few years ago, maybe last year. Why? Maybe this winter. I can't remember, but it's some kind of some kind of winter storm situation. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. he was in Asheville a few years ago. Anytime he's on the coast, it's like, yeah, this hurricane's gonna. The hurricane's going to hit. Yeah. So is, instead of the Cantor... Are we inst- doing the show right I now? I don't know. Do you want to start? <laughs> it could be. This I mean, could be. You ready to start officially? Yeah, we should start the show. Okay. Hey, everyone. I'm Tad. I'm Gary. This is Thursday show. I snapped. You did snap, and it showed up. Okay. There's well, a little Good. Do we, so we need to ask, did the audience like Hudson's intro or our intro? Yeah. Because Hudson um, did it last week. Feedback question of the week question. Do you prefer the standard, classic, better intro that is just us? Or do you prefer Hudson's attempt at a new intro, shaking things up and changing things that don't need to be he changed? Does, he, does have a, he has a better voice, though. You think so? We have the face for radio. He has the voice for radio. Wow. Okay. That's good. That was... <laughs> what, are, what are you implying about my face, Tad? Okay, well, I'm... Applying that you have a good face because we have the face for radio, Hudson. It's oh. it's our face that did it's the hit our thing. face that and, and yet you're nobody super sees. Defensive. Yeah, but he tried he tried to take a snap at me. He he did. He's I mean out. that intern. He, he's been here how long? Uh, uh, how long? Too three, long. He's obviously weeks. gotten too comfortable. Three weeks. Three weeks. Obviously gotten God. too comfortable. Well, it's time to start sending him to go get us some Starbucks or Anchor, whatever or Anchor. coffee. Yeah, whichever one. Yeah, that wants to give us sponsor Maybe our both. show. Yeah, I guess it's up. It's it's, it's up for grabs. Whoever wants Anchor, to sponsor, Starbucks. Anchor, Starbucks. So, uh, you got any stories for us this week, Gary? I mean, we talked a little bit about the weather. Weather's been crazy. Yeah. Is it? Are I mean, we? Is serious. it summer yet? Well, there's basically two schools of thought, much like bear attacks, um, or which kind of bear is best. Um, <laughs> oh, Hudson doesn't know, does he? Uh-huh. Okay. Well. Uh, anyway, uh, there's the the calendar version of seasons that follow like the 
summer winter solstice right. and kind of split the difference for spring and fall right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but then meteorological seasons are uh, winter is December through February spring is March through May mm. summer is June ah. through August fall September through oh, okay uh, November good. so so we could be we could be it feels uh, like it. We we are in the the part of the calendar in our area that is the warmest from yeah. you know sometime in late May to sometime in early September. That is our consistently warmest season and our temperatures are the most consistent yeah. in summer, which and is that they're just hot. And it's, you know, isolated thunderstorms mm-hmm. every day. Every That's day. the forecast. Yeah. Isolated thunderstorms. What's the forecast? Yeah. Hot and isolated thunderstorms. Yeah. So it could rain. Could rain. At any moment. Pretty much. So. And not, and it's not going to cool you off. No. It's just, it's going to be hot rain, and then the ground's steamy, and then it's just. It's just hot rain. What do you think about hot rain there, Hudson? I, I don't know what that is. It's rain that's hot. The, the rain itself is hot, or is it just hot while it's raining? Yes. There's not enough water to cool you down, just enough water to be annoying? Or is the rain itself actually, like, steaming and hot and making it warmer? Yes. Yes? Um, not exactly. <laughs> no? No. Uh, no, it's just, it's just that <laughs> it gets... It's so humid and gross after it rains. It's not... It's too much for you. You got tickled by that. It's quality content. Right here. So many people are have just tuned out. This no is this way. is the Thursday this show. This is what people weather, tune in weather for. statement. This is worse than the pollen. Do you remember when we did the pollen scale? I and thought we the did, pollen was and we super went, helpful. We we went on a rant about pollen for I don't know. I thought I thought five, that was a five ten minutes. Very informative. Was it though? Yeah. You didn't know that there was a such thing <laughs> as a pollen count. I did not. Then know. you learned. I did. So and I never looked back. I never, I never got back up the pollen count. Never looked it up again. Wow. Well, that's how much of an impact it made on me. But you know that you could. It wasn't like it was that. Long. I don't even remember what this website is. Pollen.com. <laughs> <laughs> how can you not remember? All right, I do have a question for you guys. I'm, I can't wait. Why didn't four ask five out? Why didn't four ask five? That's the question. Because four was two squared. Mm. Mm. Why didn't two fours want to go to the restaurant? Why not? Because they'd already ate. (laughs) That's good. You like that one? Yeah. Which one was better? Hudson, which one was better? Which dad joke was better? This is this Well is... for a dad joke, is the measure of it which one's actually funnier? Or which one's worse? What Look, need, you ain't in philosophical philosophical. We need some school. kind of jingle for <laughs> yeah. when when he's when when he goes starts like Hudson philosophical Hudson. I don't know. Yeah, that uh, we need philosophical a, hey, Hudson. Uh feedback question of the week, follow up question. <laughs> Uh, would somebody write us a jingle for whenever Hudson answers a question philosophically? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my oldest tried to drop a dad joke oh, on me the other day. Wow. She hit me. 
with the uh, why was oh no oh you forgot it what kind of dad are you why was six afraid of seven? Oh, that's yeah. good and I said I I didn't miss a beat I said because seven eight nine and huh. she said how do you know that I was like I was like you know uh, don't quote the dark magic to me hmm. I was there when it was oh, written oh oh did you? so you went C.S. Lewis I did and she didn't get it, even though she's done Narnia. I've got to stop messing with this water bottle. It's so loud. <laughs> you mean, you know, she didn't get the Narnia joke? No, she didn't. Yeah. Mm, you need to do better. I guess so. I mean. She should have. So is should this was a question that was brought up that I, I think, why is it okay to watch Chronicles of Narnia and not Harry Potter? Hudson. There's your philosophical moment. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to answer. He's scared. He can't get fired. Right. Is that true? He can't? I think and I not? I, I can say whatever I want, and they're going to keep me on for the rest of the summer anyway? Possibly. I'm not I mean, sure that that's true. <laughs> I didn't uh, think so. I do sort of want to. I want him to live as if it's true. So. But that's kind of, yeah. I think that's um, true. Because, well, I mean, I'd, they're going to blame it on us. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to blame it on us. That's true. Because uh, we're the adults. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like to classify yourself as an adult? I, I love the thought. <laughs> I, I think it's great. But you have two I'm just kids. Very surprised that I do have, yeah, I do have children. I have to be the adult there sometimes. Right. Yeah. So that killed enough time for you to. I mean, I, I gave you plenty of time to think through this. You were baited. It was a it was a question with bait on the hook, but yeah, and we. I, and I don't we, want to rephrase it. I and think. we talked about this earlier this week, so I didn't think yeah. it'd take this long from the form an answer. Well, you know, there's a Christian message behind Narnia. So it's almost like we can excuse the stuff that we sort of don't like because it's an allegory for, like, the the Christian beliefs, like Jesus dying for our sins. And so that makes it okay somehow. Harry Potter is not that? Mm. Or Harry Potter's mother was not that? Harry Potter himself, though, could be. Um, I that, but my was, understanding is that J.K. Rowling said as much he, mm, that, that Harry he was, Harry has something of a type of Christ. Ooh. Um, I mean, he. Uh, spoiler, if you. Oh. We're. Are you familiar with Harry Potter? Yes, I am. Okay, so, uh, I guess spoiler alert for the list listener. So if you don't, if you haven't seen Harry we're Potter, we're coming. We're coming back to a time where like. It's been it's been far enough now yeah. that like if we have any young listeners they might be just reading it That's just true. watching That's for true. the first time so stop listening yeah Harry uh, Potter spoiler alert Harry Potter big Harry Potter spoiler alert yeah um, when he discovers that he's the last Horcrux essentially uh, he sacrifices himself but he's holding the resurrection stone mm. he he is he is dead and gone it comes and back comes back kind of like um, uh, and. And in doing so, defeats, you know, the, and the, the evil. And Aslan comes back. He, he walks into a place of sacrifice, right. dies on a stone, and is right. resurrected from that stone. And 
I also think that it's pretty documented that J.K. Rowling was inspired a lot by C.S. Lewis. I, I mean, I of, course, of course, of course, ev- any any writer should be. Yeah. But I think she specifically noted and, that. And of course, J.K. Rowling knew that C.S. Lewis and Tolkien was friends. Mm-hmm. They had multiple conversations uh, over dinner, right, and a drink, and in, in in England, right, to talk about their Tea. their theology, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, it just kind of, it's interesting how they all intertwine with the story of Christ. And they work together and they saw some foreshadowing of an old test of, of old figures that moves to a new figure. Kind of yeah. like what we talked about last week with the wow, Christophanies. What a segue. And, what you know, we, we were going to talk about Melchizedek. You brought up Melchizedek. Oh, yeah. Um, and how that is probably one of the most debated Christophemies. I still can't say it right. <laughs> You're going to leave it in there, though. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um, it's the most debated of all the, yeah. of really of all of them. Do you, you want to try it again? Nope. Or, okay. Nope. We're going to let Hudson say it from now on. All I'm right. just going to point to Hudson. Hudson. Okay. Let's, let's, let's try practice. Let's so, practice. you know, Mikhail is one of the most debatable Christophanies. There. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. You got notes on this. Mm-hmm. I've taught on this okay. from Hebrews. Okay. So I brought up my lesson. Um, well, I, I want to just a quick reminder on the rules of, of this. Um, uh, these <laughs> the things are. Rules? The, we have well, rules? the rules that we've est- we established last week for, uh, for our listeners. Oh, okay. Um, that um, while whether or not a figure in the Old Testament is indeed a Christophany or a type of Christ, which is a foreshadowing, but not necessarily pre-incarnate Jesus in the Old Testament. Type is foreshadowing. Uh, Christophany is actually Jesus showing up. Okay. Uh, Whether or not it's one or the other is not the most important point, but it's fun to discuss. Right. Um, Exactly. it's It's not something to, like... It's, it's, excommunicate someone right. from you're not going to be about. called a heretic right by this um it's not something to fight over but it's fun to discuss yeah which However, is what a thursday show is that's right uh but when when we're discussing these figures what we do get the important part is seeing how they do relate mm-hmm. to to jesus how we how mm-hmm. god's story was being told from the beginning, right. and how he orchestrated events um, right. to to ultimately lead to our salvation. Right. Um, it's so good. it's good. Thank you for think, recapping the rules. I think we're going to actually have to read. The <laughs> we're going to read the, on the Bible. Thursday show. Are, Isn't which that wild? one are you, are you reading? Are you going to tell the story of Melchizedek? How long is it? Like we don't have a lot of time. I don't, it's not very long. Um, I mean, we don't need to read long. like thirteen. Yeah. Verses. Yeah. No, I. But, 13. But, yeah, 13 so 12 is fine. 13 is the limit. Mm, yeah. Are, you, are we going to have to read some of Hebrews too? Yeah, we're going to have to read Hebrews. Well, we're not going to read all long. of Hebrews. I'll okay. summarize Hebrews. I'm good at summarizing. Okay. All right. You're not. I, okay. I, I think I'm fine at it, Hudson. I mean, <laughs> am I okay at summarizing? I don't know if I've heard you summarize something before. It, point taken. Most unhelpful. Point taken. That's most unhelpful. Point taken. How much have let you me heard tell me a, summarize? Let me tell a quick story. I've heard you summarize a lot, Tad. Thank I was me. in your youth group for Thank six years. Let me tell a quick story about how I how good I am at summarizing. <laughs> it all began. 
That was good. Thank that you. was quality there. I, I appreciate that. That's Parks and Rec stuff. Uh-huh. That's Parks and Rec. That's, that's well, good. Uh, all right. So <laughs> Abraham uh, joins with the king of Sodom and mm. some other folk uh, pre-Sodom's destruction. Uh, they, uh, they do their thing, mm. right? There's a bit mm-hmm. of a battle. Uh, Abraham gets some spoils. Um, he's still called Abram at this point, and he's got to um, he's got to tithe to somebody. Right. But uh, we don't have an established priesthood yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, after his return, this is Genesis fourteen seventeen. After his return from defeat of uh, that guy and the kings who were with him, <laughs> the king of Sodom went out to meet him. Oh, I, yeah, okay. Uh, King of Solomon went out to meet him at the Valley of Shebeh, Shebeh, the King's Valley. The if King's you will. Valley. Uh, and Melchizedek, King of Salem, mm. remember that, mm-hmm. brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything, and the king of Sodom did the same. And uh, But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. Uh, that's all we need to read. Right. Right. So you, um, have, this, you have a situation. This king of Salem mm-hmm. comes out, and they have a worship service. Right. But this is pre-temple, pre-tabernacle, right. pre in a very pagan land and and not Abram Abram who later Abraham is not far removed from having some pretty pretty familial pagan practices himself he was just called in Mm -hmm. Genesis 12 to leave his land and to leave his gods essentially so um, so it would it's a bit strange for this king of Salem named Melchizedek to step out on the stage being monotheistic. Yeah, yeah, and and, and refer to the same God that called Abraham out, which right. was, you got it once again, you have to realize there hasn't been a lot of talk of this. Right. I mean, this is a story that Abraham would have passed on through oral tradition to his ancestors. You know, it would have been a story that that tribe would have come up with. They wouldn't right. have known about another God until just through stories. Right. And now Abraham comes from a victory that God gave him, and he meets this man, this king, who offers a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of an interesting story. Let's start. What do you think, Hudson? What what do you got to take on this so far? And then we'll get to why 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 it's a... Christophany. Right. Later on. Go ahead. What's your thoughts on this? the beginning stories of Melchizedek and Abram, from Genesis, just from Genesis 14? It is definitely a very strange story. It's not something you would expect to have this priest of the Most High God in this pagan land. And so it certainly raises a lot of questions, <clears throat> questions that I don't think can be fully answered until we get to Christ, who is what? All of the Old Testament is pointing towards. Well, give us give us one question that it that it's bringing up that you don't that we need to try to answer. For example, why does it introduce this king that uh, until now has not been um, mentioned and we don't know anything about him? 
it says that he's king of Salem, but we don't really know anything about Salem at this point. Hmm. And so he's just this really mysterious character that comes out of nowhere. But he's almost introduced as if we're expected to know who he is. But from the context of, of Genesis, we can't really know anything about him. Right. It, and probably most people, I would say, would, would have probably glazed over that story. I, right. I would say probably 85% of the people that listen to this show right. have glazed over that story. Right. I don't think the Hebrew people glazed over that story. The Hebrew though. people did not because uh, that's where we have to, that's where the debate comes back because the writer of Hebrews, whoever that was, right. wasn't Paul. Wasn't Paul. I'll make that stance. Wow. I'll, I'll claim that. Wasn't wow. Paul. Paul did not write Hebrews. But anyway, the writer of Hebrews, he brings it out in his letter to yeah. the Hebrew people. And, and that's in, just read Hebrews chapter 6, because this is where he introduces where he's talking about a newer, uh, uh, better things for you, finding a, the high priest. And it gets to Hebrews chapter 6 starting in verse 17, in the same way God desiring even more to show to the heirs of promise the unchangeableness of his purpose interposed with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. This hope we have set as an anchor mm-hmm. of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast and one which enters within the veil where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And then chapter seven is all about the order of Melchizedek that we we don't don't have time to read fully. The summary is basically that there's a new, better way to hold on. And that most priests had to go from priestly line from Levi, the tribe of Levi, but Jesus was not from the tribe of Levi. He was from the tribe of Judah, which right. is a kingly, but now he's our kingly priest, yeah. which is what it comes down. And you had a king, Salem, delivering a sacrifice and accepting yeah. worship on the God most it, high. It's a legitimate like concern that yeah. Jesus is from Judah if he's going to be the priest. Right. Right. The, the great high priest. Right. You know. Right. Um, so it you at least get this sense that um, in Jewish tradition, uh, and and you can either one of you can confirm whether or not this mm-hmm. is right, but I feel like you get the sense from this this tension that as Gentiles mm-hmm. and pig eaters, we didn't we didn't totally grasp at first when we read Genesis. How many times did you read Genesis fourteen? Before you were like, oh, Melchizedek's kind of a big deal. You probably no, you probably didn't like, catch it until you saw it in Hebrews. Right. Right? Exactly. Uh, but you get the sense, because of the big deal that Hebrews makes of it, that other people, Jewish people, when they read that, uh, I mean, the story got told all the way to Moses for yeah. him to write it down, right? So, so you get the sense that they were like, this, whoever this Melchizedek was mm-hmm. is important. Uh, and they probably thought that he was some kind of foreshadowing of something. But then you have the Levitical priesthood established where mm-hmm. uh, we're going to practice sacrifice. We've got the high priest goes in, is the only one that's going in the holy place. Um, uh, and we're, we're doing the same sacrifices year after year after year. Right. Uh, and then every so often... There's another festival that does some more sacrificing, mm-hmm. uh, and you have at, 
Israel going through phases of saying, well, we can worship false gods because mm-hmm. we do we still sacrifice to Yahweh. And then you have Yahweh saying through Isaiah, Jeremiah, I hate your sacrifices. Yep. I hate the way that you slaughter bulls and goats. It's not supposed to be flippant. When, when that happens, you're supposed to think, man, we're not worthy of God. Mm-hmm. And instead, you're just flippantly... Going through thing. the motions. Going through the motions. Um, so then... That was a Matthew West song, by the way. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Matthew it West. It sure was. Matthew West, welcome to the podcast. Yep. No, we don't actually have Matthew West. <laughs> no, that would be great if we did that. Would that would be a killer. <laughs> if he came interview. in and just started singing yeah. motions, yeah. that'd be solid. Yeah. We don't have that kind of funding. No. Okay, continue. Sorry. Okay. Um, no, that would have been a good time for me to stop um, and for <laughs> someone else to pick it up. Uh, but but I guess the question is, and, and going back to the whole, is Melchizedek figure of the Old Testament a Christophany, or is it not? What do you? I'm a, I'm going to take the opposite approach that you do. Is that right? I am. So I have to establish. I'm, I'm letting you. Esta- I'm letting you get first to, pick, or do we want Hudson to get first pick? I think Hudson should get first pick, and then we. We go against him. Mm-hmm. We go against him, or you? Oh, that's a good question. You can be on the fence. You can either you can choose okay. whether to right. join him I'm a wild or card. we go against. I'm, I'm going to go card. against him. Okay, that seems that that's better. That's how. Well, I need to make that a statement because right. it is a debate. That's right. All right. I'm I'm of the opinion that Melchizedek is not a Christophany, but he is a type of Christ that shows us what Jesus will be like. And so he functions as a sort of promise that God gives us early on that there will be a priest for us who is also king, who is more certain and steadfast than the priests of Levi. Hmm. Wow. What are you going to say to that? I thought you were first I'm, up. I'm letting, you, I'm letting you choose. Oh, I have to choose now, though? Yeah. I can't wait till you, you make you your case. You want to hear my case? It, well, if I'm on the fence, shouldn't I hear your case? No. Well, I already know. Like, Do you? He, he took the position that he took your position no he took not my position he didn't take your position that's right um i my position i think he is a christophany and it it comes primarily from uh hebrews 7 we didn't give hudson the opportunity to proof text but he's the intern so yeah uh and he could have taken his opportunity but he didn't he did fortunately i have the bible open in front of me uh and uh he uh just just some facts about Melchizedek from Hebrews 7. And Abraham appointed a tenth part of everything. He is first by translation of his name, king of righteousness, and is also the king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, continues as a priest forever. Mm. Uh, And this man was so great that Abraham felt like he needed to tithe to him. So you, you're uh, taking the approach. You do think it was an, that figure, it was Christ's figure that came before Abraham yeah. and caused him to fall down and worship right. with this guy. Not right. Um, his, if, if it is indeed a Christophany, then uh, Christ established his, his priestly order. If, it, if Melchizedek is Christ and pre-incarnate Christ, right, then that is Jesus establishing his priestly order right there at the beginning. Uh, which always existed. He's just establishing it on earth. He carries it out. He carries out the activity. This Melchizedek, who has 
I, I think maybe one mention in like Psalms or somewhere, and otherwise not mentioned again until Hebrews. When we get to Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, Peter. Uh, Ooh, Peter. Whoa. Why not? Whoa. Tell me why not. Whoa. Tell me why that's, not. That's for next week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, says uh, he's, he has no beginning, no end. Um, he's the king of righteousness. Uh, that's by translation of his name. He's king of righteousness, king of Salem, king of peace. Right. So it shouldn't be Salem. It's Shalom. King of Shalom. Oh, Is that a misinterpretation? No. Of the interpreters, because see, here's a cool thing about Hebrew that you're going to learn. The character used is for the S. It's you have the S and you have the sh, so it could be Shalom or Salem, depending on the dot of where you put the dot above the little W. It looks like a W for those that because they can't see it. I'm describing Thank it. You. It's basically like a double, like a cursive W. Very good and if you put the dot on the first one, then it's mm-hmm. if you put it on the third little hump, it's sh. But here's the other thing: the original Hebrew didn't have dots. <sighs> didn't have dots. Dun, dun, dun. So you had to. Inter- so that's where you had this idea. Well, that's where the writer of Hebrews was probably going back. Hmm. Is it Salem? Or is it Shalom, which is about peace? And if you read through the book of Hebrews earlier on, he talks about where can you find peace, where can you find rest, which is the whole story of the Old Testament, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get back to the Garden of Eden, which was at peace, and where there was righteousness and where there was freedom? So the argument, and I will let you, we're going to let you come back, Hudson. We're going to let you bring back your argument. But... It is sense that he is the Christ figure. Christ had to establish it's the heavenly priest lineage that we need to follow, not the one he did with Levi. Are you going to tell us if it's your real position that he's? That's a name. Probably not. So you're not going to give your real position. I'm not. Just I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Wow, it's always a good idea to be an advocate of the devil. Uh, I mean, somebody's got to. Yeah. I have Jesus on my side okay. through Melchizedek. Okay. All right, go ahead, Hudson. You get to rebuttal now, and then we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we do. We well, doing? that was a, a pretty good argument, Tad. Um, <laughs> not you, Gary. You don't need to compliment that. Not oh. you, Gary. Oh. You, he he pointed out <laughs> I that it was not a good it. argument for you. It was a good. Ar- I gave a good argument. Wow. I'm you so did hum- not. I'm so humble. I didn't even take that personally until it was pointed out to me. <laughs> nice, Hudson. <laughs> That's good. That's great. All right, continue. Um, So when reading in in Hebrews chapter 7, it's certainly possible that he's referring to Melchizedek as a Christophany, but he doesn't necessarily say it outright. But one of the things he says is that um, he resembles the Son of God. He continues a priest forever. And so it's saying that he's like Christ. And so it'd be sort of odd for him to be saying this person is Christ before his incarnation and then say he's just like Christ. It'd be sort of weird for him to go back and forth on his language like that. I mean, it certainly would be accurate to say that Jesus is like Jesus, but that's a really redundant statement. Uh, Mm. You got final thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, which is (laughs) that we can't know because of exactly what Hudson just said. (laughs) 
Uh, it is not possible to right. know whether it. Uh, and you could even say that the him having no beginning, no end in Hebrews could be that there's no trace of of his right. genealogy in Scripture. Um, he could have literally been the king of a place called Salem. Could have, um, yes. Uh, however, I I choose to believe the more magical but, solution. <laughs> and and I like how Hebrews wraps it up. And this is how we'll wrap up the show. Okay, we're gonna wrap. We're gonna. Just in a wrap, different wrap, way. Wrap it up. Yeah. Um, he, he says in Hebrews chapter 7, uh, verse 25, Therefore he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. I think that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. Whether you think he is a... Christophany. Or not. It's about being drawn back to God and finding that peace within God. The the mystery of how how the line of Judah could also be the lamb, could also be the priest, yeah. right, is solved yeah. here. In he's this. the key, he's the, the priestly king that yeah. we need to draw us to God. Yeah. So And cleanse us. And cleanse us. Yep. Of yeah. all of it. So that's good. That's well, good. So next week, join with us. Well, we won't be back next week. I'll be oh, at the Thursday show. Yeah, the Thursday okay. show. But we'll be um, back in two weeks. Yeah. So, right. But you can join us for worship if you come. We're meeting Wednesdays at 6, Sundays at 8. Yeah, 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. Right. Um, but Sundays, it's 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and right. 11 a.m. But if you don't, you know, if the pollen index, the pollen count, you go to pollen.com and it's at right. 98 or whatever, right. and you don't feel like you can come or it's storming, right. what can you do? You can join us online on Facebook or YouTube or Vimeo at 11 a.m. Um, uh, and then if you if you missed it right right at 11, that's okay. You can catch it. Yeah. It'll stay there. Good. You can do it later, like at 2. That's right. Or 3.33. Wow, perfect. That would be a great time. All right. Or so 7.77. Yeah. Even better. I don't – there's not 77 minutes. I don't, I don't think that – works but anyway so or join the, us we'll be the, back in a couple weeks eight seventeen thursday show so make sure you have time to share your friends catch up on the episodes you've missed of the um, thursday show of the thursday show you're advocating yeah. for that i am interesting all right all right well so, that's it we'll see y'all bye so late beautiful so perfect <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>